get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games How you feeling, Blue Bombers fans? Uh, really interesting matchup on tap here. Welcome inside game day, Winnipeg. My name is Darren Bombing. It's your Bombers pregame show. It's Winnipeg's pregame show uh, ahead of Bombers and Alouettes, the undefeated Montreal Alouettes. Let's bring in the man. He's joining us from a secret location somewhere in southern Manitoba. It's the man, the myth, the living legend, Chris Walby. What's going on, Bluto? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, man, but I'll tell you what, you know what? I'm a guy that runs normally about a 5'240. Not bad for a big guy, 335 pounds. Yeah, okay. But I was trying to I was trying to set up here so the people could see the lake, and I got attacked by a wasp nest. And I guarantee what? you, my friend, that I ran a 4240 to my current setup. I ran as fast as and they were in my shorts, man. I gotta tell you, they're fast. So uh as much as I love this show, my legs are paying for it right now. But, man, I tell you what, uh, you know, it's wasp season. It's it's uh, We're almost in July. We're almost Canada, brother. But uh, yeah. it's always a pleasure to be here with all our great people and all the people tuning in right now. Yeah, we, uh, we're we going to be joined by uh, everybody who's currently watching the Marble Race on Winnipeg Sports Talk. They're going to join us in a second. We've got a lot to get to on the program, including the latest on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers injury situation and availability situation, including one key Canadian and impact player on offense, Nick Dembski, waiting to have a baby. His girlfriend's, uh, his partner's wow. uh, due date was yesterday, Chris, on Thursday. Congrats, it's currently man. Friday. The game is on Saturday. How do you fly to Montreal uh, knowing that, you know, you, you could be having a baby in a matter of minutes or hours? So, you know, we're, I got a one-on-one -on -one with Nick Dembski. We're going to talk about last week's 30-6 to six embarrassing loss. Frankly, I, I think it's fair to call it embarrassing to the BC Lions. Um, and of course, we'll look at the Montreal Alouettes and, and what's working for them right now. Two and zero on the season, couple wins over you know some some struggling teams, uh, albeit, but uh, they are two and zero and playing at home. Bombers currently five and a half point favorites uh, on the sports books. But uh, Chris, let's uh, before we get into it all, a couple things we want to touch on. Number one, the Godfather of Bonfire Sports, really kind of crappy news this past week uh, and over the last couple days, but it has come out uh, somewhat positive in the end. Uh, my good friend, Maddie, who I played football with, um, uh, the godfather of bonfire sports helped me create all of this for you guys. Uh, help me with the logo, hey, with graphic design, with, you know, the early days when we were doing things in different software, he built bonfiresports.ca. He's the OG of it all. Uh, had emergency surgery uh, yesterday, has been in the hospital for like three or four days, transferring him from one hospital to another. He's been on the morphine drip to, to handle the pain. The guy is an absolute warrior, Chris Walby, cut from your cloth, uh, hard-nosed, hard-working guy, and, and a football player to boot. He even played one year at Arizona State after playing with me with the, the St. James Rods. You were a Winnipeg Rod, Chris. Rods are gods, and, and and Maddie, the OG of Bonfire Sports, came out uh, and will be stronger than ever, is doing well uh, recovering in hospital right now. Yeah, we send our love to him and his family and make sure, you know, we, he's in our prayers, brother. Uh, we want to get better quick and, and get on with the regular life. And uh, I also want to touch on something uh, that I thought was pretty interesting, big fella, and that is big shout-out to uh, – Andrew Hustler Patterson and Michael Remus, who do their show, and they did a great job. They're phenomenal as well, and they touch on a number of topics. But I saw they were in Nashville, but they gave us a little pump, which I thought was really cool because yeah. you know we've we've had the opportunity to work with Andrew <laughs> at, uh, at TSN twelve ninety where we had our radio show. A great guy. They have a great group of guys. But he mentioned something that I thought was really cool, mm -hmm. and I had the he was talking about one of the best fishing places to fly up to. And I got to tell you this, uh, myself and my, my brother, Stan Mikowas, were invited up there and uh, at Aikens Lake. 
Yep. And it's unbelievable. It is such an experience. We were up there for three nights, four days, best time ever. It's a short flight from, uh, I think, outside Lactabonny. If you ever get an opportunity, that's that's what you got to look at. I know I've talked to the owners a couple of times, and they were talking about maybe trying to work something out to get me up again. I'd love to come out there. I'd love to do our show out there. But I know it's it's great. I know I actually I saw Hustler there. We shared many a pint up there when I was up there. So just wanted to throw that little antidote in there. And and uh, listen, great place. And uh, I, you know I'm we're not I'm not usually one to throw away free accolades here. But I, they treated us like gold, and I, I'll say that. Loved, I love going there. Yeah, no question. And uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Hustler and Remo's audience right away as they're just wrapping up uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk. It's really your daily destination for everything sports. And a uh, great yeah. show they did today, touching on the, the Blake Wheeler buyout and, and the Jets draft this past week and so many other things going on, um, you know, uh, for Winnipeg sports fans and Manitoba sports fans. Um, but uh, the task at hand right now is the two and one Winnipeg Blue Bombers shaking off a ridiculous loss in week three, going into Montreal in week four with some uh, issues at hand, things to deal with. Um, and most notably, I think, um, is, uh, the availability of, of a couple guys. We can comb through the roster, uh, in just a second. We'll pull up the depth charts and, and let you guys take a look at that. But first things first, Chris, people want to know, and Casey Jones, who's watching live on YouTube, what's going on, Casey? My question for Bluto is how do you recover from that beatdown? What's going through the minds of these guys who got three or four days off after that game before getting back to work this week? Reality. It's a reality check. I hate that. You know, there's an old adage, you know, everybody's got to look in the mirror. Bullshit. Sorry about that. But you know what? You just yeah. got to you just gotta play. I mean, that's the whole deal. I mean, they needed a kick. They were going to get kicked sometime. Listen, they did not show up. They did not show up. BC showed up. BC showed me a lot of chinks in the armor. This game to me against Montreal is going to find out, it's going to reveal to me whether these chinks are real or it was just a one-game mishap. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting because when I look at Montreal, they're not bad. Yeah, they beat Hamilton. And I, I, I what they played first game was at Ottawa. I'm not Who sure hasn't? if they beat Ottawa. But Who has? I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, that's a, that's the thing, right? But they're not bad. There's certain things we'll talk about. But I, I want to say this, and you hit on it. And I don't. I, I'm pretty sure you you were mentioning it off air. And I don't know if it's on there about uh, Nick Dembski. Maybe you want to touch on Nick Dembski. Uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned it uh, as we got live here. Um, <laughs> But I thought it was pretty interesting what you told me about what's going on in his life. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he will uh, be a game time decision as to is Carlton Agadosi who will step in for him. Uh, Alden Darby got pulled from that game. You, you mentioned some of the chinks in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers armor and, and maybe mm. most notably defensively, Chris, um, yes. is the play of Alden Darby and welcome everybody who joined us from Winnipeg sports talk. This is game day, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg's, game day pregame show uh well of course it's the day before the game but uh we're here for you on bonfire sports welcome inside chris wallby darren bombing good to see all you guys joining us uh following the marble yeah, race and uh, a jam-packed uh winnipeg sports talk so retta cramdy the canadian special teamer steps in for alden darby at a very cru crucial spot chris at, at the weak side or pardon me at the strong side linebacker spot or the dime uh demario houston comes back he was away last week for personal reasons he's set to start uh at boundary corner uh abu Durame soiree got exposed a little bit against the bc lions uh, um, first play yeah Evan Holm, Brandon Alexander, all those guys are back. Adam Bighill away for non-injury related reasons all week in practice. He is there on the depth chart at middle linebacker. Uh, so good news there overall. But Jackson Jeffcoat back. How much of a boon is it to Winnipeg's defense to get somebody like Jackson Jeffcoat who creates pressure against opposing quarterbacks almost like nobody else in the league today? Well, I think the thing is he needs to get back. And this is not a knock on Jackson, Jeffco. Celestin Abadabadu, uh, as I like to call him for the Flintstones, this guy has got three sacks in three games. Um, really a great pass rusher. Yeah. Do whatever he can. He's making it difficult. Jackson, Jeffco, listen, he's a premier football player. There's no doubt about it. They're paying him big dollars. But he hasn't been able to be healthy for a couple of years now. He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. He had lower legs, he's had hip issues. Uh, you cannot live a career on that. 
and you get a young guy who's hungry, who's playing, you know, relatively right and playing pretty good. That's that's where the door opens, and and then you may not get your spot back. Do I think Jackson's going to make an impact? Absolutely, but you got to stay healthy, Jackson. You got to stay healthy. That's the key for you, brother. So Jackson Jeffcoat activated off the six game injured list early. You're only allowed to do that twice per team during the season. So presumably he is the first of two that they'll be able to do that to. But better news is that he's healthy uh, and back in week four after getting nicked in week one. Celestin Habba has been excellent. The uh, interior of the Blue Bombers defensive line gets a bit of a a, a nice return as well. Cam Lawson, I thought he, I think Cam Lawson has been playing excellent as a Canadian, backing up Jake Thomas. You see him right here at the nose tackle, number 95, 62 in parentheses, meaning if he needs to move to the offensive line in a pinch, he'll pull on the 62 penny or I don't even know if they do that anymore, Chris. I know you scored a touchdown. Is it, is it 62 a, or 65? Remember. I thought it was 65. It's 62. Because 65 oh, is Tui Ellie. Oh, they put, okay. There you go, brother. They're changing it around. Oh, it's good to see Tui back, too. Yeah, Tui is a is. guy that I think has got a great future as a football player. Tough as nails. Uh, one of these guys, if he gets an opportunity, I think he's going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great when you've got a guy like Jake Thomas who can come in and fill a spot. Jake is your... Uh, Newfoundlander or PEI, I know he's out in the East Coast, uh, making all those people proud out there. Yeah. Uh, just a guy that, you know, he's the longest-serving bomber right now, isn't he, I, if I'm yes, not sir. mistaken. Yes, he is. Uh, and he comes in every year, and uh, they say he's strong as a horse and just gets the job done. And, you know, my hat's off to guys like that, man. I love you guys. And uh, Maybe, Jake, uh, send the big man some lobster. All right? Love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> So on the offensive side of the football, you have Rashid Bailey right here starting at boundary wideout. Greg McRae comes onto the roster this week, Chris. Uh, interesting to see Greg McRae step in. Yes, you know, Nick Dembski is a game-time decision. I think that kind of is part of it because Dembski would be your de facto running back in a pinch, right? You got Brady yeah. Oliveira, didn't practice this week, but he is good to go and will start once again, has not missed a game this season, uh, the 1,000-yard rusher from 2022. But Greg McRae brings a very interesting element to the offense. He is so fast, so quick, and so versatile. Played uh, receiver last season, took some uh, reps as a traditional running back as well. Small, shifty, explosive. Uh, I think... Greg McRae brings a, a real matchup mismatch potential to Winnipeg's offense against Montreal. Absolutely. If you know, you want to get a mismatch, go to the uh, linebackers and the uh, Alouettes. But the biggest thing is he's healthy and he's fresh, fresh. And when you get a guy that's there who has not been in the lineup mm-hmm. now gets an opportunity to be in the lineup. He wants to make an impact. This guy could probably start on some teams out in the CFL right now. There's, there's guys that would love Greg McRae to become free. Now think about it. When, if, you know, if they put him on the practice roster, a lot of times he gets snarfled up, which again is a reflection of the culture they're building in, in Bomberland in Winnipeg. The guys mm-hmm. want to stay here. I mean, they're not making a ton of money. Listen, guys, they're not buying Rolls Royces or anything out to you know. It's 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 a different world when you're getting they a payroll. Driving, they are well, driving nice trucks. Oh, that's you know what? That's God bless to whoever, if Wade or Kyle, whoever's working to deal with the dealerships. That is nice because that was never. I mean. I never got that. He gave me a two-wheeler. I had a two-wheeler, a CCM two-wheeler. Uh, maybe that's what kept me in shape. I, I used to blow a tire a week. But anyway, yeah. Wheels. it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I want to say that you were talking about this. Um, I want to hit on something you hit on, which I thought was pretty interesting. And you're talking about Alden Darby getting pulled last week. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting because when I watched the game over, and I saw, and I, this is nothing a ready cram day because he's a, an excellent football player. But McKinnis made turned him around in that touchdown in the end zone. Justin McKinnis. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it was one of those things. And I, I know this; it's about experience. It's about experience. Listen, Alden Darby, they loved getting him back. But when you're pulling a guy, what what do you think it takes for uh, a defensive coordinator Richie Hall to say, you know what, we got to have to pull Alden for a while, let him sit. He's got too many things. He's getting distracted out there. Is misreading is what he's doing. He's thinking things are going inside, it's going outside, it's going outside, it's going inside. 
he's not comfortable. Uh, so if you start making those mental games where you maybe take chances and you get burned, they're going to pull you and just a lot of times sit on the sideline, watch the game, relax, take a breather, we'll put you back in. But it's very interesting to, that you tell me now that Reddy's starting. So our Cramdy. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. Like, we haven't even touched on Montreal. We'll get there. there. We'll get there. They're not that bad, buddy. They're not that bad. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at uh, the Montreal Alouettes depth chart and injury list and and see how they match up head to head against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're two and zero, as you see on your screen. The Alouettes are two and zero. The Bombers are two and one. And I would say this is the first legit test for the Montreal Alouettes, and it oh, is absolutely. in Montreal. Absolutely. And, and Winnipeg making some changes. You mentioned Reddick Cramdy on the defensive side. Getting Jackson Jeffcoat back is nice. But let's talk about uh, your area of specialty, Chris Walby. Mm. Your Hall of Fame career, 16 seasons on the offensive line in the CFL. Well, I guess it was 15. Did you play D-line one year? Does that count? No, I played No, I played 16. I, I, I actually played uh, tight end and short yardage that year. So, yeah, I guess you could go 15 and a half O-line if you want to really get technical. Well, you, you know, uh, what, your, I, your, your wife, your lovely wife, Vera, she, she was mentioning you, you play tight end to this day. Yeah, that's just my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nicely done. Nicely done. Well, I'll say, well, you have to, buddy. Come on, man. I'll tell you this, though. I was, was shell-shocked, as I'm sure that old line was when they watched film the next day. Well, um, let's get Matt, into Matt, it. Matt, 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 Matthew Betts. Well, I, I, yeah, he had a, he had what? He had, I think he had seven sacks all last year. Three I mean, sacks. I, I know that they really liked him, but I tell you, he's got a weird stance. He kind of goes in a crouch and he comes up, and he's he almost goes into a sprinter stance. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what, man. He 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 really had a field day against our tackle, specifically the big man who I I was blown away. Uh, you know, in '66, had a hard time blocking this guy. Well, Hockey Mom is watching, yeah. watching on YouTube. What's going on, Hockey Mom? Great to uh, to have you here. Hardrick and Bryant, says Hockey Mom, will have to step up. Hardrick was having a yes. rough game, even got a penalty because he jumped early because yeah. he was getting beat. Great yeah. comment yeah. Uh, there. Um, Stanley Bryant was having a hard time. <laughs> you saw Matthew yeah. Betts split between um, Bryant and Jeff Gray on the left yeah. side of that offensive line that's that's that Kalaris's blind side that should be your strongest yeah. side it was not <laughs> well, against bc it was a it was a great move by Matthew Betts and the fact that he put his foot outside froze Stanley and came in like quick change of directions and, and it was one of those things that I've been there every tackle that's ever played in this game every offensive line has played in this game has gotten beaten on one occasion or another where you go oh jesus that film was going to be shitty tomorrow. And that's what you're thinking. I feel bad for the guy, but it happens. Listen, Stanley's a Hall of Famer. He's going to rebound. Jamarcus Hardwick's going to rebound. Jeff Gray, I think, is, I think he had a little bit of a tough game, too. No one's talking about the interior. I thought he had a bit of a tough time, too. I just thought BC really brought it. They mm -hmm. brought the pressure. They brought the schemes. They did a lot of what I call a tackle and reverses, you know, like X's. They 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 got the, they got the offensive on offensive line of the bombers on different levels and they got penetration. You never saw. I don't even think that this group, and I'm pretty sure they've never given up seven sacks in a game. Um, I would almost put money on it. They haven't. Yep. But I'll, I'll say this: they just came. They kept coming. They just and it was everybody. The linebacker got a couple. Uh, uh, if David Menard got a couple, Betts had three. Uh, the uh, they just were. They owned the bomber. And this is one of those days in Richie Hall. I think, what did Richie Hall say? We came in late. The game started at 7.30. We didn't start playing at 7.40. Yep. Uh, you know, he's not happy. And he shouldn't be. Nobody's But happy. you need a wake-up call. Would, would you rather have this game? I know this is going to sound like a very optimist. But would you rather have this game? I know they're all saying the same crap. Would you rather have this game today or the last game of the year? So, I mean, get it out of your system. Flush it. But you can't flush it. You've got to go back and say, what happened? Why did I get beat like this? What did they do? Because you know what's happening. Montreal, they're looking at that scheme. They're saying, what the hell did BC do? You know what? We might start copying some of that stuff because they're going to put pressure on the Bombers too. And Montreal is always a tough place to play in. Yeah. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Do I think, do I think Montreal is going to upset Bombers? No, I don't. I, I, think, I think Winnipeg is going to rebound. 
I actually well, picked Bombers to beat BC by 11. That was, so I, I ate a whole lot of ooh. crow on that one. But, ooh. but uh, yeah, I know. I know. I, I was spitting feathers for a week. Uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, Chris Walby, you, you're our legend beyond your, uh, your, your playing and broadcasting days for, for you know, uh, comments just like that one. Um, does Winnipeg need to change things on the offensive line? Do they need to change protections? Uh you know, or is it kind of, you know, Hey, give your head a fricking shake, go out there and play the way you know how to play. Montreal does do creative things with their pass rush. Um, I think it was, uh, oh, I, I missed one of the commenters saying that they, they use Tyrese Bevret, their, uh, weak side linebacker yeah. to yeah. blitz a lot. He's incredibly athletic, could probably play the yeah. dime or safety if he, they needed to. He's that kind of player, but has that size kind of reminds me of, um, uh, 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 Kyrie, gosh, what's Kyrie, uh, Will, Ky, Ky, Kyrie Wilson? No, well, no, not Kyrie Wilson. Um, Kyrie C. Bear, formerly of the Blue Bombers. Oh, it's, way it's back, like, Ottawa, Ottawa Renegades are the uh, way yeah, back Renegades when. Too, yeah, he he reminds me he of him. A, He's a linebacker, uh, but has yeah. the the legs and and the uh, agility to to cover like a, a DB as well. Um, they use Tyrese Beverett like that and. So does Winnipeg need to, to change things on how they protect on no. offense or is it a head shake or Chris, as a lot of people have been wondering, is this old line just getting old? Oh, that's just what I knew that was going to come out there today. You knew yeah, you know what? Yeah. And, and, and it's going to stay there. If this game is very reminiscent of last game mm-hmm. and Montreal starts to dominate and they start, then you're going to have question marks, yeah. but I don't think so. I don't, it's a, to me, it's a blip in the screen. I think you just kind of fix up what you made mistakes on, figure out what you had to do to change that. Uh, because they're going to work on pass rush drills. They're, they're going because it's never good when you got beat for seven sacks. And listen, I'm going to sound like a pro or whatever you call it, the guy that, you know, that protects his whole line. A lot of times it could be a, a fullback or a running back missing their block. <clears throat> a lot of times it would be a quarterback holding on the ball too long because the receiver that. runs around. So I let's not all let's not all jump on the card here. But I'll say this: the ones they did get beat on, buddy, were ugly, and they were no one else to blame but those guys up front. So they have to turn it around. They absolutely have to play better. And I think that if if something were to happen where this week was very reminiscent of last week, yeah, there'll be some definitely some questions going on, um, and there but may be continue, changes. But to continue to speak the voice of fans out there that watch one player split through arguably the greatest offensive lineman to ever play in Canadian football in Stanley Bryant and Jeff Gray one versus two. And they just get beat. That's not about, that's not about a running back missing their block or, or a DB or a receiver running the wrong route and running it too deep. You know, Michael Shea spoke on that this week and I understand it's not always on the offensive line, but some of those plays against BC were just one-on-one or one-on-two situations where they got beat. It was not one-on-two. It was not one-on-two. Well, there that was is a, a tackle on the end. Tackle on the end. Jeff Gray has nothing to do with it. If Jeff is free, if a guard is free, he'll help. His first thing is to look inside out. You never look outside first. You look inside out. But that was just Stanley. Stanley just had a rough day. Uh, Stanley's going to rebound. He'll be okay, man. But I mean, he just had a rough game. That had nothing to do with Jeff. Jeff's got his own issues of having to, you know, take stuff off in the middle, you know, and block the guys that are coming in. The line. I got you fired fall. up. I got you fired up. You're leaning into the camera. I'm, uh, I'm just stretching my Botox. Uh, so my, buttocks, get... <laughs> my buttocks, not my Botox. You got Botox in your knees? Is that is that how uh, uh, retired yeah, football got, players uh, take care of things? I got yeah yeah I got a butt implant. Yeah, never mind. What are you talking about? Okay, but calf no. implants. You you know all football yeah. players they need bigger calves, right? You know. Well, uh, I love. DVD I used movie. to see them work out. I used to see them work on a gym, and all they do is curls for the girls, and they look like popsicle sticks. Got no legs. I go, well, what's up with that, man? You work your legs, man. You look like a putting on a stick. Have, have you wa- have you watched the American Gladiators uh, documentary on Netflix? No, I have not. The one that's called Muscles or something. Yeah, some muscles and whatever. But but they get into it all. It's it's a pretty oh. uh, pretty entertaining watch. Uh, uh, on Netflix, no, uh, you, no. you mentioned curls for the girls, and then maybe you know some of the illegal stuff going on in the '80s and '90s. Uh, it was interesting to watch, but oh, yeah. um, you know, Winnipeg's offense. 
of course, protecting Zach Kolaris is going to be paramount, uh, you know, changes to, uh, the receiving core. That will be a big part of it. It's nice that they have Brady Oliveira back. I really think Nick Dembski is possible to miss this game. I have a one-on-one interview with him. We're going to play in just a second. Um, you know, talk, talking about why he won't, uh, why he possibly won't be in Montreal for this game. But to me, Chris, it comes down to Zach Kolaris. We know he can extend plays with his legs. We know he can make magic happen on broken plays. Maybe just more awareness of where the pressure is coming from will allow Kolaris to, to go out there. And I got a feeling he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this week to show everybody like, yeah, we scored six points at home last week. We're going to go put the boots to the Alouettes in Montreal. Yeah. First time they haven't scored a touchdown since, I don't know, 2017 or some crazy thing, but Insane. yeah, you know, that's I, I, what I look at is I go, they did a great job of keeping him in the pocket. Zach loves to extend plays with his legs. He's so good at escaping and, and making things happen when he does escape. I thought BC played, their game plan was phenomenal. Now you're going against a, a Montreal defense uh, led by the defense coordinator, Noel Thorpe. Uh, Thorpe, he's been around for a long time. He's smart. He knows the business. And they're, like I said before, no coordinator, offense, defense, special teams. If they see something working on their team, they're going to implement it in their own game plan. Right. So that'll be the interesting thing for me. Um, I, I Like I said, when I heard that Carlton might not play, Nick Dembski, if he doesn't play, and you are, you are obviously you mentioned the fact that his, uh, his wife is due any day, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal thing. And that's one of the things I love about Coach uh, O'Shea. Um, you know, it's one of those things, family first, man. You only play football for a number of years, but your family is every year is for your life. So I love the fact that, that he may miss the game for the right reason. And that's uh, bringing a birth of his first child. It's first one too. It's phenomenal, man. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. I know I got a half a dozen somewhere. I don't know where they are. They're running around the property somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> I got name tags on all my kids. Well, it's good. I you got to keep track to, of them. I, I just have numbers. Number four, get over here. (laughs) Number four. (laughs) You don't have favorites, though. You number them purely. uh, uh, My kids think I do. My kids think I do. My kids think I do. If if my second one, Clayton, gets in trouble, they go, Dad, he's number one. You know that. You never give him any crap. Well, Well, I do sometimes. Part of this uh, change for the Blue Bombers this week came with the signing of Dakota Prukop. Their third string quarterback yes. from last year. Smart. I hate to remind people, but the guy that came in was a real gadget play type guy, can run the football, can throw the football. He threw two picks in the Grey Cup loss to the Toronto Argonauts. I hate reminding people of that, but it's important context for what we saw in a yeah. one-point football oh, yeah. game. Um, but he comes in, Tyrell Pigram, not on the practice roster, outright release. This league needs quarterbacks. He has not signed anywhere yet. It's been three or four days. Um, But how much does the addition of a veteran, a fast, strong, physical, experienced quarterback in Dakota Prukop help Winnipeg on offense in those short yardage situations? What is he? I think he was 90% on short yardage last year. Damn good. Uh, And he's a horse. He's a big boy that broke. He's fast, breaks a lot of tackles. And again, we've been talking about this ever since we've been doing this show. You know, the culture they've built, O'Shea, Walters, and uh, Wade Miller. And the players, as soon as they get released, they play. I think he played for the New Jersey Generals or wherever he was out there. And he, uh, he, got let, he got let go. Because he got released, he was able to come back. Well, and it was the end First of the season, place. right? Yeah, end of the season, too. But, I mean, he's come back to Winnipeg. Yeah. He didn't come back. They love him because he was he's a special team short yardage guru. That's why they brought him <clears> back. Yeah. If it was anything else, if, if this Pigram guy would have been able to do it, they wouldn't even look at him. Now, I'm surprised that Pigram hasn't got picked up because I do like his athleticism. And I'm, I think a, a team like Edmonton, which is going right down the toilet quicker than, you know, whatever you want to call it. Well, they're in uh, Ottawa this week, and I think they can cover the two-point spread because oh, Ottawa's God, starting yeah. some guy we've never even heard of. It's going to be uh, Daggy versus Adams or something, and it ain't Vernon Adams. Yeah, Adam, Adam, Adams and, and Dorgie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daggy. But the Daggy. problem is, Doggy. You need, Daggy. Yeah, Daggy. No, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought his name was yeah. Dodge, like Dodge the Bullets. But anyway, D O E G. If you remember that name, his brother Seth Daggy was on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in years past. Yeah. Well, I have a friend that used to be a cheater. What does that mean? I'm just saying, if you recognize the name, really that was his brother in Saskatchewan, not, not Jared oh, yeah. Deggie. Well, 
What are you, a stalker? <laughs> no, I'm a football reporter. Good. Anyway, God. I'll be honest with you. Ottawa and Edmonton are. I, and I listen. I we like don't want Bobby to go Dice. on about those two teams right now. Good. Girl. I want Bobby Dice to do well. I really Agreed. do. The Winnipeg um, head coach. Of the Chris Ottawa Chris Ottawa. Jones. Chris Jones is on a one year, one year, one year, one year. He's got to turn things around, man. They, I don't know why. Again, they gave him full control of everything. It doesn't make sense to me, but. They've got. I mean, they haven't won. They're, they're they play. Their offense is pathetic. I mean, even now, Eugene Lewis is not playing. Six game uh, injuries. Not, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy, man. But anyway, I'll say this about Montreal. The stat that I love, and I like looking at certain things. They're number one. They've only turned the ball over once in two games. They've only allowed. They have allowed zero touchdowns. Not one touchdown through the air or rushing in two games. That's pretty studly. Mm-hmm. The, the top top rated passer in the league, percentage wise, is Cody Fajardo. Cody is, I, I I I really believe this. I think Cody, they beat the crap out of Cody in Saskatchewan. They well, want to get rid of him. A nightmare. And uh, his first game in Montreal, he got sacked six times. Mm-hmm. But he only they only gave up one, I think, last week. But. Uh, I like the kid. I, I like the way he plays. He's just—he's one of these guys that God-fearing. He just wants to play, you know, and put everything in front of him. Uh, He's—I guess—he's a, a great guy in the locker room. Uh, he's playing well now, and him and Jason Moss have a relationship. Obviously, you're both in the Saskatchewan. Um, they've got some—they got this one guy that I'm really intrigued to watch, and we've been talking a lot. We haven't talked about him, but Austin oh, Mack. Here he is. Yeah, Austin, Austin Mack, Mack, buddy. Uh huh. Go ahead. Three, he's a stud. This kid's a stud, man. Here's a guy they want to get in the lineup last year. Couldn't get him in. They put him in this year, and he's already got, what, three – I think he's leading the team with uh, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's got a nice average, 22 yards a catch, uh, doing a lot of good things. Then, And we cannot think about him without <clears throat> thinking about you have to have a running game. And, and, and Montreal has a guy that I think is one of the best in a William Standback. He's a horse. So you got Stan back there. You got all these other guys. You got Julian Grant. Stan back's either been one. Stan back. William Stan back has either been one, two, or like one, two, three in rushing leaders in each of the last like four or five years. Last season tore his Achilles. Yeah, Yeah, like game one, first drive. Like it it ended Montreal season pretty quickly, but bringing Cody Fajardo in new head coach and Jason Moss, it didn't work in Saskatchewan. And I know the offensive line kind of stunk and I'm being very diplomatic by saying that they were really bad, but Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss, it was not a marriage made in heaven because it just didn't fit. They tried to make Cody Fajardo into a pocket passing quarterback with a leaky offensive line. Yeah, they had lots of offensive weaponry around him. Great tailbacks, deep receiving core. Has Jason Moss learned from that experience going from the OC of Saskatchewan to now the head coach in Montreal with the same quarterback he's always had? Will we see a different Cody Fajardo? Will Jason Moss learn? Huge, huge questions, and, and to be to be determined, TBD, because I I really do believe it'll come down to how much he influences the game plan. Jason Moth is a headstrong guy; he's got a bit of a temper, which I don't mind. A head coach, uh, but he wants to have things done his way. Uh, he was the guy that actually stuck up for Cody Fajardo, Saskatchewan, when they went away from Saskatch- uh, from Cody, and they wanted to go with uh, Mason Fine. He did not do that. He did not want that to happen. And so him and Craig Dickinson got into a little bit of a head-butting contest. And so it was no wonder that when they didn't rehire him, yeah. um, he, obviously Montreal hired him as a head coach. Danny Machocho thinks the most of him. He's the GM. He thinks that, uh, you know, that this guy is a, is a brilliant guy. He used to play quarterback. When you're, when you're a coach and you play quarterback and you're dealing with a quarterback, that's usually a plus-plus. So mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see what, how he turns it around. Well, let's look at the defensive side of the ball for the Montreal Alouettes. And uh, it's, it's led by some very impactful players. Uh, Sutton on the boundary halfback spot. Tyrese Beverett, we mentioned him uh, at the weak side linebacker. One of the top Canadians in the CFL last year. A real breakout season for him was uh, Marc-Antoine Decroix uh, at safety. 
Um, I know you like watching the guys on uh, the defensive line, Chris. Um, and uh, I think most notably, uh, the strongest man in the CFL, they used to call him Almondo Sewell, uh, Nick Usher at defensive yeah. end. They, they've, they've got uh, they've got some pieces there for sure. Yeah, they do. I mean, Almondo's been around, I think, 13 or 12 years now, I think. Uh, they got Emmanuel uh, Johnson. I, I When I first saw it, I thought it was Mika, but then I realized it's Emmanuel. It's a new, oh, Mustafa. Sorry, a new guy. And then you got Nick Usher, who had a stint in Winnipeg. Uh, you got uh, Lawal Husea, from the first year out of Texas Christian. You got another guy, Jamal Lewis, or Jamal Davis, they really liked at the other end. Uh, they got some They got some young guys, but the guy that really is, a, is really the guy, the catalyst on our defense, is a guy named Avery Williams. It was, uh, I, I believe, he was the Rookie of the Year nominee for BC last year, and ended up signing with Montreal for a big contract. Uh, he's a heck of a heck of a middle linebacker. Uh, so they got some, they got some guys, man. But there he is on the one game injured list. He's on the injured list. He's not playing tomorrow. He is not. Well, so there you go. The, for... the depth chart they sent me. Damn yeah. sons of God. Come on, some of us Siante uh, Evans uh, also out uh, the veteran defensive back. That's a big. That's a big yeah. one. Uh, also uh, a really good defensive back. Nafis Lyons uh, is on the six game injured list. Our old friend Greg Ellingson on the six game injured list. Manitoba Bison product Brock Gowanluck uh, at defensive end uh, on the injured list. Tyson Philpot. This guy is the neck next Nick Dembski in the Canadian Football League. He is on the six-game injured list as well. So uh, a look at Montreal. They're a little bit nicked up. Winnipeg uh, is a little bit nicked up. We'll we'll see how things shake out. But I I think the lead storyline of this game, Chris, you know, you can talk about Big Hill not being a practice all week and, uh, you know, Dembski game time decision and, um, you know, Jackson Jeffcoat returning and Reddick Cramdy starting at at the Dimeback spot over um, Alden Darby. The lead story of this game is how Winnipeg mentally responds yep. after an embarrassing loss. It was strange watching them get beat up and down the field by the BC Lions, wasn't it? It was weird. It's like going to a boxing match where one guy got gloves and the other guy is doing bare knuckle and he knocks the crap out of you. Um, it, I just thought BC came to play. They were fired up. Uh, they've got a great team. I like Rick Campbell. I told you before we did our podcast last week that I like the way he's got that culture going over there in BC. Yeah. Remember, they didn't even have they didn't even have Dominic Davis uh, playing or Kevin Hatcher. They're two top receivers. Oh, okay. and looked like Keon Hatcher and like Dominic Vern- Grimes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, and, and and Vernon Adams Jr. looked like the next coming of Joe Montana. I mean, he was just all over the place. I mean, he threw the ball precision top and i just i loved it i but this is a different guy now do i think cody throws a good ball absolutely but he likes to run around he's got what i call happy feet so you got to make sure you're chasing him make sure you keep in the pocket he will run he's only rushed i think 12 or five times this year uh maybe five for 12 yards which is very un for jarro lake because he takes off a lot of times and i remember when he played for saskatchewan he burned the bombers a couple times on runs so yeah. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what he does running the football uh, and who he utilizes to try and to beat us. Um, I just don't think – I just got this feeling. It's, I just don't think the Bombers are going to collapse tomorrow. I really don't. I really think that the Winnipeg is going to rebound, and I, I think they're going to put a – you know, I, I got a feeling it's going to be like 28 to 12. Bombers are going to win. I just got mm-hmm. this feeling, man. Well, there you I, go. I just you think that – uh, uh, you can head to SIA.com slash bonfire, 100% bonus, and uh, you take Chris Welby's advice. Uh, they're probably going to cover the five and a half, six point spread uh, that it is what right is, now. Oh, that's there you go. See, I don't you know. I don't look at any of that stuff. I'm not a gambler because I lost my hair one time in a bet, and I've never came back, so that's it. Well, that's your fault. You, you shouldn't bet on college ping pong. That's your problem. <laughs> bocce ball. Oh, it's bocce. Yeah. Oh, bocce, man, and then I... And my other favorite sport is full contact cribbage. Very, oh, yeah? very lively. <laughs> yeah, it's 24 hour. Uh, isn't that a 24 hour TSM channel? It's all from Malaysia or something? Uh, oh, you crazy bugger. Uh, okay. All right. So, what are we doing now? Well, before we get to your keys to the game, and I know, yeah. you're, pi- I know you're pining for the dock, Chris. 
You're pining for that oh. red solo cup, the sunshine, your dogs by your side, kids one, two, three, and four by name, not number, by name, one, two, three, and four uh, yeah. running around. I know you're pining for it, but before we get to your keys to the game, I had a very insightful conversation with Nick Dembski, and I talked to him mm. about rebounding from that uh, really tough loss against BC. First things first, Nick Dembski, uh, you're still waiting patiently for uh, yeah, sir. Uh, an arrival yeah. of somebody. You've had some teammates that have uh, you know, uh, had their families grow or, or uh, begin this year. You yeah. see it all over there. <laughs> so uh, how are you feeling with all that? I'm good, man. You know, uh, you know obviously, uh, it, it could be a little stressful. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's two tails, I guess. You know, obviously, you're super happy and, and appreciative and, and, and all that good stuff. But at the same time, I mean, the football season, it's, it's a little hard just to just to focus on one or the other. So, you know, I'm just trying to trying to make a good balance out of it and just try to be super supportive. And, and you know, obviously I'm excited. So uh, I just can't wait for it to happen. Well, that baby due date just uh, a couple days away. So yes, sir. Uh, looking forward to that, I'm sure. Um, okay, let's talk about the, the task at hand here. And uh, I imagine it's incredibly important to flush what happens. Whether you guys win a game by 40, lose a game by, you know, 24 or whatever it was. Is it more difficult when it is a game like the one you guys had against BC? Uh, you know what? Anytime you lose a game, you're gonna take uh, you're gonna take pros and cons from it. I mean, obviously, you know, with the way that game went, there's more cons and pros for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you just gotta fix it. You know, you treat it like any loss uh, against you know any team. You know, BC, they're a good team. Uh, you know, we all we all took it personally and went back to the drawing board, back to the film room, and. and uh, saw what we did wrong and, and saw what we have to fix. So, I mean, now we just got to bounce back and, uh, and and come play the right way. You do that every week, though, right? You guys comb through the film, and if you miss an assignment or make a mistake or something doesn't go the way it's supposed to, you guys make those corrections regardless of the outcome. For sure, for sure. But, you know, as I said, you know, there's always going to be pros and cons, and, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot more cons than, than there were pros. So, um, you know, with a game like that, you know, I felt like the score did say it justice. So... You know, as I said, you know, we took it personally. Um, you know, a loss is never a good thing, but, um, you know, we just had to take take what was there from the film and, and, and turn it into positives and, and see what we had to build on and, and, and learn from it and grow from it. You see a pretty good football team defensively? They're a good team. You know what, uh, not just defensively, offensively too. Special teams, they have they have some, uh, some energy over there too. So, um, you know. Nothing that we can't match. Nothing that, that, that we can't you know perform against. But at the, at the same time, you know they came out, they played their their, their brand of football, and uh, you know we just got to bring it next time. You've been part of that evolution from this team, becoming not just competitive but a contender or a favorite to, to win the cup every single year. Um, was it kind of weird seeing uh, you know how things unfolded here at home, especially? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? Every every dog has his day. Um, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't ours. And, uh, you know, again, you got to put it in the past. But but at the same time, I mean, you know, we you definitely take some things from that. And, uh, and you know, as I said, go back to the film room and see kind of where, where, where it happened, where it stemmed from. And, uh, you know, we had some good good bonding time over this long week as well. So I think uh, I think everybody trusts each other. You know, nothing's changed in that aspect of this team. So, again, you know, we're just excited to get back out there and, and bring our brand of football back. You guys are veteran laden on both sides of the ball, even through the coaching staff. Everybody's uh, seen this league and, and how kind of yeah, it's the CFL, crazy football for sure. league for a reason. For sure. right? So, how much does that that veteran perspective and um, you know that that leadership that you bring that others bring to say, hey guys, one game we're on? For sure. I mean, you know what? It just uh, it's football, man. It's a long season. You're not going to win them all. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of just being, being there, you know, being there before, you know, I've, I, obviously I've lost my fair share of games in this league, but I also won a lot of games too. So just kind of knowing that, uh, you know, the team's the same way, knowing how to win, how to bounce back from a, from a losing week and how to, you know, bring it back into a positive thing. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're all on each other, you know, the vibe hasn't changed, you know, we just want to be better and just, uh, and just, you know, as I keep saying, bring, bring our brand of football back because I think that's what we were lacking last game. Okay, so I'll now flush that and, and move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there we go. Tell me about the Montreal Alouettes and uh, a trip there where um, always interesting games between Winnipeg and, and Montreal, especially, for sure, yeah. especially in Montreal. Yeah, so for so sure. What do we have on tap? You know what, they're... Uh, you know, first off, they're they're a fast football team. Their their defense is fast. They're physical. They fly around out there. Um, I think they're really well coached as well. Um, so you know what, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard task offensively for us. But at the same time, I mean, I think we have a great game plan that's set in stone. So you know, uh, it's obviously you know funny flying there. You know, it's a it's a long flight for us. You know, probably not as long 
or sorry, not as long for us as other teams, you know, especially like BC and stuff like that. But, you know, we just got to stay locked in and uh, go through our process and just and just know the task at hand. I mean, uh, you know, as you said, you know, there have been some funny games there in the past. So hopefully we can kind of break that streak and and stick to the script and, and uh, you know, bring our brand of football and, and, and play better and, you know, just just do what we have to do. I would love your take on this. I and mean, maybe maybe it's your take. Maybe you can put something to rest. But that uh, that idea that Montreal is a distraction, that you're going to, you know, teams go there, guys go there and they're out late or they're they're distracted by, you know, the, the food or the, uh, you know, the, uh, the atmosphere, For whatever sure. it might be. What is it really like going to Montreal on a business trip? Yeah, I mean, you know what, I, I've been on teams before where, you know, people like to have fun and stuff like that, but, I mean, that's kind of where the veteran leadership comes into play. I mean, you know, we've, we've all been there. We've, uh, you know, we've gone through it. We've seen what happens when you don't focus and lock in. So I think, you know, that definitely brings, you know, a chip on our shoulders to go over there and, and, and focus on the task at hand. Um, you know, I, I actually really like playing in that stadium. You know, you have a nice view out there. So, I mean, don't use it as a distraction, but, you know, you have a nice view. They're getting lots of fans out there now lately as well. You know, they're playing good football. They're 2-0. So, you know, I'm just excited for the environment of the game and, and use that to our advantage. Do you think guys are champing at the bit to, uh, like, yeah, you, you, you flush that and it's always week to week, but you have an opportunity to go into a weekend with a good feeling because I'm sure nobody liked the way they were feeling this past weekend. For sure, yeah. I mean, you know, this is just another opportunity to go out there and go 1-0 and this week. And, uh, you know, whether your motivation is because of last week or no matter your motivation is, you know, looking forward and, and, and trying to, you know, better yourself or better the team, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that, that's the beauty thing about football. You know, you're going to have that, that, that next opportunity. So, you know, just the fact that I get to put on this helmet and put on the pads and jerseys, I mean, I'm just, I'm just happy to go out there and, and make plays for this team. Outstanding. Glad to be Nick Dembski. Yes, sir. You. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Nick Dembski in conversation uh, following practice earlier this week. Uh, was, was Montreal ever a distraction for you, Chris? Your uh, legendary teams? Well I, started, I start, well, I started off in Montreal. Right. I had, I think I played six games there, and I remember my indoctrination was, as an offensive line was, they had this big glass, you know, held six beers. You had to chuck six beers, and that's how I became a, a, a veteran or not a rookie with the O line or a D line. Sorry, it was a D line when I played there, but yeah, it was just a good time. Montreal is one of those places where you go eleven o'clock at night and it's rush hour. Yeah, it's just a crazy. It's a great entertainment, like you said, restaurants, the bars. The streets, Churchill, uh, you know, all that thing. Yeah, it is. It can be a hell of a distraction. Uh, but uh, I think when you have a veteran team, you got to say, hey, listen, uh, it's almost like the Grey Cup when you go to the Grey Cup and everybody goes and parties for three, four days. And then you finally say, hey, listen, guys, you know what? You can party the rest of the year, but now we've got to get down. So the game is the most important thing. Um, otherwise, you know, if you start playing crappy because you're out partying all night. You're gonna. You might as well move to Montreal and party there because you're not gonna be on a team. So, yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. But I I enjoyed Montreal. It's a beautiful city. Like even going down to uh, uh, the old, old Montreal where uh, used to buy uh, prime rib, one, two, or three inch prime mm. rib. Men's only club. They called the Brasserie. Brasserie. Men's only club. It was crazy, man. But you know, times have changed. Yeah, it's good. You go there. I mean, I haven't been there since. You know, you go there. You 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 feel good. Uh, you live good. But then you got to go out and, and and play good. And for the Blue Bombers, uh, I don't think they want to drop a second straight. I don't think it's in the DNA of this team to let that happen, right? Um, let's get into your keys to the game, Chris. I imagine it starts with the mental approach coming off an embarrassing loss. Well, it's interesting you say that, too, because uh, after thinking about it a lot, you know, the fact is when you go out there on offense, for me, it's, you know what, you have to create an atmosphere where you can't let Zach start becoming an expert in clouds because if he's going to spend the half of his game on his back checking if it's a cumulus cloud or a thunder cloud or a rain cloud, you're not going to win many football games. So you got to keep it straight. you got to keep protected, protect that football. And I think it just goes with getting rid of the football, getting pre-snap reads right away. Defensively, get after Cody. Cody's going to take off with the ball. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to run a lot with this ball. I think we're going to get great pressure on him. I mean, they're starting four Canadians, one American left tackle. Uh, I think there's some there's some stuff to you can take advantage of there. Um, and obviously, I didn't realize that. Thank you for correcting me, that Avery Williams, so I stand out middle linebacker, is not there. So that is a, definitely a spot in the field that I'll be attacking if I was an offense. Um, and on defense as well, right? I mean, and then you got uh, 
Special teams, you better not forget about Chandler Worthy. Uh, you saw what he did last week. He took a, a punt for a touchdown. So right now it's probably two of the best punt returners in the CFL going head-to-head. Right. -head and, you know, Janarian Grant and Chandler, Chandler Worthy. So, uh, yeah, you got to stay in your lanes. Be smart with the football. Make sure you push him to the middle. Don't let him get to the outside. And don't make a special team, uh, you know, touchdown be the, the, the result of a game you lose. Critical key to the game here from uh, Marcel Bergeron on YouTube. What's going on, Marcel? All I want in life is to have a brew with the big man at the Petersfield Hotel. That may be a Gonna do it, critical man. key to the game. Also key to the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the Petersfield Hotel. No, no. If you want the spot in downtown Winnipeg, it's Shannon's Irish Pub. I went there last night, Chris, there you go, after man. the Sea Bears game, which, by the way, was an, a rocking, raucous crowd at Canada Life Center. And uh, I hear your ice cubes there. That's kind of what I was hearing at Shannon's Irish Pub last night as people were really enjoying yourselves. 21 beers on tap, Jets and Blue Bombers game day specials, home games, away games. They got you covered. 175 Carlton Street underneath the streets of downtown winnipeg if you've never been you gotta go check it out uh eclectic classic atmosphere uh and and food and drinks uh that are nearly unmatched shannon's irish pub.ca the v uh pardon me the wild boar and venison burger is to die for go check it out their wings are great too 21 beers on tap uh shannon's irish pub dot C.A. Uh, love going there, Chris. I had a, a ton of fun there last night with Joey Slattery, uh, our good friend uh, from CTV. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, you know what? I think you and I might have to, to pop down to Shannon's uh, soon, too. And, you know, we'll sign some autographs. Maybe maybe they might even ask for yours. Well, you know what? I don't think that they, they don't know me anymore. I'm an old guy. Well, I mean, I play with Moses. <laughs> uh, but having said that, yeah, we can have some fun. I mean, that's the thing. You know me. I'm a, I never turned down a good Coley. And I want to tell you something right now, boys. Here's a, just a little antidote. We've been going to the Bomber games for years, and a bunch of us go, and the, all the alumni go sign autographs all the time. Now they finally figured it out that when the alumni are there, we're standing and we're taking pictures, we're doing everything, we're promoting the game getting the young kids involved, getting them in love in the game. They're the future, you know, the whole nine yards. Now the club has said, you know what? Maybe we should treat the alumni to a cup of beer. Not a whole lot. Maybe we'll give each alumni a cup of beer while they're there for three hours. Smart! Jesus, how long it took. Anyway, that was my rant. Okay. Well, As my black lab just walked in the garage here. Luca. Hey, Luca, come here. Luca, what's this? <laughs> who's that? Hey, come here. Who's that? He hey, who's that? Oh, he's a good dog. You're, yeah. you're going to follow his he's lead. He's a good dog. You're going to get in the lake, take a swim uh, like Luca just did. No, I got to fill my glass up because uh, it's empty. Well, yeah, that too. On that note, Chris, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game Saturday, and uh, yes, hey, we'll do this again next week. DB, yeah, everybody out there, enjoy Canada Day, baby. That we've got beautiful weather this weekend. Enjoy Canada Day. Go Bombers! But hey, enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Have fun. And uh, we'll talk next time. See you later, boys. Take care, Chris. All right, brother. Love you, man. Bye, guys.